It's a Monday. Welcome to the program. Nice Monday today, too. Good weather. Sun's out. Leaves are changing. Beautiful. My backyard, front yard for that matter, filling up with leaves today. No travel this week. Yard work. That kind of thing. But uh, but it's good to be home. And uh, it's good to be uh, good to be back from uh, from from traveling and doing everything that uh, you know we normally do throughout the summer months. Uh, I think the next big travel date we got coming up is probably going to be when we go to uh, see the Bears and the Packers down in Chicago, taking some charity people with us. But other than that, um, the, well, I guess we got to talk about it. We can talk about the good, and that was the fact that uh, the Badgers actually look like a football team, and that was a nice win. I I was I got to admit Ben were you pleasantly surprised at the way the Badgers played? Yes, I was. No doubt. Uh, the word I would use to describe it is fun to watch. They look like they were having fun out there. There was energy. The team they were playing is one of the worst I've ever seen in the Big mm-hmm. 10 conference, but yeah, they did everything you needed them to do. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was nice to see. Badgers with a nice win over the weekend. We got to talk a little bit about that. The other aspect, uh, the other side of the coin, if you will, is the fact that the Packers stunk it up. I don't know how else to put it. Stunk it up. Um, I got uh, this morning. I got. A, I don't know if you saw the uh, the, the tweet, Twitter stuff back and forth, Ben, or not. But apparently, no. um, it's the media's fault. Oh, yeah, it's the media's fault. Uh, a couple people blamed us because we talked about this team getting better and talked about, you know, our thoughts at the beginning of the season that the defense got better and the offense was going to be okay without Devontae. And and I, I said, well, wait a minute. Um, did you think that the talent they added or kept – was better. It was pretty good defense last year. I think overall we could all agree upon that. Not a bad defense. So this person said, well, yeah, but they didn't get better. And I said, well, where did they get worse? Well, they got rid of Zedarius. And I, I had to remind this person, I said, well, wait a minute. Zedarius didn't play last year. He had like a couple of snaps, and that was it. There was nothing. So <laughs> they... It wasn't like they got rid of Zedarius. And, well, because he was an influence in the locker room. I'm like, I really wasn't there too much either. And he held a lot of resentment because nobody talked to him. So how can you say that, you know, they're, 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 we got rid of a lot of good players? And everybody thought at the beginning of the season, when they went out and found uh, the Georgia connection, if you will, and started drafting, I think we can all look at Quay Walker and say, He's been a sideline-to-sideline guy, and he's getting better. He's learning. Yeah, he's going to get beat every now and then. He's a rookie. But I think we can all agree he's a hell of a player. Okay. Well, Darnell Savage sucks. Uh, Jair sucks. It's, it kills me when somebody gets burned, they suck, but when they make plays, nobody says a word. Nobody gives them credit. Darnell Savage came into the league a couple of years ago as a hitter. And between him and Adrian Amos, they've really kind of, kind of solidified the backside of that safety position. I, I, you know, maybe he's the weakest link on a decent defense, but uh, I, I look at Darnell Savage. I thought he's always been a pretty good player, but he got burned yesterday, and he's a liability. Why is he on the field? He needs to go with Amari Rogers. The complete overreaction. 
And we, the media, have overhyped him. And Brian Gutekinds listens to us, and therefore it's our fault. I was like, wow. I Man, okay. Didn't see that coming. Didn't know we had that kind of power, to be quite honest with you. I, I didn't, didn't, didn't realize that. So, okay, I understand that. Uh, the offense, we are the ones that drove Devontae out of town. I, which I had to laugh a little bit. I said, well, what do you mean? Well, because we beat on Jordan Love so much, Devontae knows that he's not going to get the numbers that he needs to get to get into the Hall of Fame with Jordan Love. Therefore, Devontae wanted to leave because of us. I, I, that was, to me, I'm thinking to myself, wow, uh, okay. Did not realize that we held that kind of power. We really have to watch what we say, Ben. Apparently, uh, you know, there's God, and then there's the saints, you know, all the, and not the New Orleans saints, but all the saints that are just below, below God. Uh, and then there, there's us. Uh, I, I didn't realize in the hierarchy of things that, that we had that kind of power, but apparently we do. So, that being said, uh, I can also say that I think Joe Barry's defense sucks. I think his calls suck. I think third and 13, and you're playing 16 yards off the ball, sucks. I think the fact that you are, are gutless and don't play aggressive, you play reactive, you play wuss football to keep everything in front of you, you don't take enough chances. Now, if you're getting burned consistently, that I understand. But I think it's poor. And I, I think it's a step backwards from where you were last year. I think the offensive play calling is inexplicable. I think it's bad. I think the first 20 or so plays that are scripted work. I think it's it, proof is in the pudding and the fact that this, deep, this offense, this offense has put up 65 points in the first half of games this year. 65. And only 27 in the second half. And two of those points were given to them yesterday. They, whatever teams, in the halftime adjustment thing, which has been, and I don't want to overblow it by saying that, you know, teams are making adjustments and the Packers aren't. I'm sure the Packers do something. But whatever teams are doing or whatever the play calling becomes, shotgun, pass, 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 shotgun, pass, 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 shotgun, pass, 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 throw a run in every now and then just to say we did it. Uh, when the run had been working, uh, I I don't understand the garbage that was explained on that last pass that got batted down. Zero pressure and this and that. Well, it doesn't matter because if you look at the if you look where Aaron Rodgers was throwing it, he clearly was locked onto Lazard, and Lazard was covered like a blanket over a child going to bed at night. That was going to be incomplete. I don't know why he would go in that direction. Um. It was poor. It was poor. And I understand that the thought that this is going to get better and that this is more execution than it is a philosophical play calling and such, but I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not overly buying it right now. You know, you've got second and short, third and short, fourth and short, and you're throwing it constantly out of shotgun? I... What the, why do you have Corey Dillon? Well, what did you draft him for? Just to be the the thunder next to the lightning uh, occasionally? I mean, why? 
And here's the other thing. And this is not even to run the football and use Corey Dillon. Here's the other thing. And this is something that I think Matt LaFleur has to answer. Do you believe your offensive line can get you two yards? Let that sink in for a second. Do you believe your offensive line can get you two yards? I remember back when Mike Sherman took the Packers into Philadelphia, the infamous fourth and 26. Ben, I'm sure you remember that game. I was young. I do. So I think I said Corey Dillon. I mean, A.J. Dillon, yes. Um, Okay, the fourth and 26. I remember Mike Sherman saying to the offensive line, we're going to ride you. We are going to ride you. You are going to win this thing. We are going to be right there. Okay, great. And then when it came to the fourth and goal, he kicked it. And the offensive line looked at him and said, you're a liar. You don't have faith in us. I wonder if this offensive line has the capability to get two yards. That's what I want to know. Or, which is the bigger indictment, if you're losing in the trenches, you're not a good football team. Maybe we did overhype things. I thought for sure that when Bakhtiari came back, you know, as Matt Matt LaFleur always says, we're going to put our best out there. Well, are your best out there? Elton Jenkins, as good as he is, is a much better guard than he is a tackle. Pressure's coming up the gut. If Bakhtiari's in there, is it Bakhtiari on the left, Nyman on the right, swinging uh, Elton Jenkins into that uh, right guard position, running over at the left guard position, Josh Myers at your center, and can that group get you two yards? That's it. It wasn't like the clock was, you know, you were down to the last two seconds. I I don't understand it. You had two shots at that. And you chose shotgun to throw. And if you watched when Aaron Rodgers was under center, the defense had a hesitation to it. It just it just seems like things flow better. They did have some success out of shotgun, and they had some success running the football out of shotgun. I'm not to say that it never works, because that's not true. I'd be lying. But I just don't understand. You come out, you're under center, you're in shotgun, you're under center, you're in shotgun, you're running the ball, you've got motion, and all of a sudden it's like, well, we're out of plays. Aaron, do your thing. And then after the ball game, and we're going to hear some of the cuts from Aaron Rodgers, but after the ball game, specifically asked... By the way, the uh, Carolina Panthers have now fired their head coach, Matt Rule. Just an FYI. First one to go. So, when you're... I'm watching this, and it's like you're just diverting to whatever Aaron Rodgers wants, and that seems to be the perception. Aaron Rodgers, after the game, said... I don't know. I don't call those plays. I like those plays, but I don't call those plays. Basically saying in a question, give Pete Doherty credit because Pete had stones. Pete said, Aaron, things are working. You're throwing the ball. You're in shotgun. You know, you, you were. he didn't put it in that particular term, but everybody knew what he meant. He did it very delicately, but I give him credit. Pete Doherty, yeah, you actually asked a question. There you go. 
And Aaron said, I don't want I don't like it. I don't like where this is going. Because he knew. But he said, I'm not calling the plays, but I like the plays that are being called. So in other words, hey, it's not me. It's not me. I like what he's calling, but it's not me. Don't blame me for uh, not being creative. Don't blame me for walking to the line of scrimmage and changing things. No. Nah, baby, nah. Ain't happening. I just thought it was a really indicative game of the way things have gone and now the trends are happening regarding the Packers. You come out. You score a few, maybe give up a, a, a touchdown, a field goal. You start to get a lead, and don't even, if you're a Packers fan, don't even worry about holding your breath. Know for a fact that the offense is going to stall and the defense is going to start giving up points. It's like when you have the ability, I don't know if it's the need for any other head coach, but when how long has it been? When you've seen somebody, now it's hard to do in the National Football League because they're getting paid to, but when you have the ability to put the hammer down, you are a a knockout blow away from delivering that punch to the grill that just puts a team into submission and you've got this one. Why is it we see time and again, time and again, this team allow a team to come up off the mat and make it a game and or win a game? Why? Why? And if this team got, and I, this is exactly what I said at the beginning of the season, if this team finds themselves down, I don't look for much. They were forcing the downfield game yesterday consistently for whatever reason. Kept throwing it and throwing it and throwing it. No success, no success, no success. Really, nobody open. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up? Let's do this. We'll take a break. Eric in Green Bay, your first shot of the shoot when we come back listening to us on WDUZ, the mighty WDUZ there. And I'm going to start taking phone calls. Coming up at the end of the hour, we've got Matt Mitchell. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the spreads and such. Also, Eric Baranchek's going to be here. We're going to break down the film from yesterday. But I want to get your reaction. I want to get your reaction on all of this. Is the sky falling? I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought Paul Charchi and said it best yesterday, real quick before... Um, we go to uh, we go to break. Um, Paul Charchian yesterday, and he put it very succinctly in regards to the Green Bay Packers. He said the Packers get pretty much whooped in Game One against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they get a pretty easy win over Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears in Week Two. A narrow win over a weaponless, beat up Tampa Bay team. They nearly lost to Bailey Zappi. And then you lose to Daniel Jones with only three wide receivers, no corners, and three of their starting five offensive linemen gone. And you get beat. There's no way you can look at this team and go, oh, that's a team destined for greatness in the postseason. You can't. Not right now, you can't. The hope that you and I have at the end of the tunnel, that's the light, is as the season goes on, they get better and they find themselves. But you tell me what's going to get better. What's going to get better? 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. 
covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin. show is on the air the day after a Packers loss let that sink in there for a minute never thought that would happen but uh, I did not think that the uh, the Giants had it in them to be able to uh, to be able to go get themselves uh, a win over in London and to be with with Three of their wide receivers down, three of their starting offensive linemen down, all four of their corners gone, and they still and a uh, quarterback with a bad wheel, and they still beat the Packers, and they called run plays for that quarterback that were successful. That were successful. Uh, joining us now, Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette, and uh, Eric, uh, where do you want to begin? I mean, I, I think. Uh, I love the fact that Pete Doherty gave him the question, basically, why are you throwing the football when you've got two opportunities? The clock isn't against you at this point. You're down close. You were running the ball with success, and Aaron Rodgers didn't like the line of questioning, but he respected it and said, I don't make the calls, but I like the calls. Uh, That is probably where we could start. I think that's a great spot to start. I talked with Pete, uh, well, it was early this morning, um, their time over because he's still over in London. We were talking about just that particular uh, line of questioning, and you know that that's the that's the, the that's that's the thing that I want to know too. And we all want to know. You got running backs that were averaging both of them were averaging over four point five yards in the game. You got an offensive line that is really kind of come around. It's been a really good run blocking unit. And throw twice. I mean, I, I think the when you look at the bigger portion of the of the game, they had 20 called running plays, 39 or 42 called passing plays. And I think the harder part is that you know what Aaron Rodgers or not, this team is now a running back tight end team. I mean, they don't have any receivers very that are very good, so. I mean, this is what it is, and, they, and, and both that coach and that quarterback have to be able to understand this is a running tight end football team, right? The uh, yeah, no, I agree with it. I and I've said until and, and why why they continually were taking shots downfield, I, I, which were almost forced at that point. Uh, I don't know why. Because nobody was open. And even if, I mean, I know they talked about, well, it was a zero pressure and this and that. It didn't matter. Even if you threw over to Alan Lazard, he was covered, man. There was no space. There was no opening. There was nothing. You know, when they show that rear camera view to, to of Aaron Rodgers looking at Lazard over in the corner, over in that right corner, he wasn't even open. So it was kind of like, you know, it, it just, it just, it was just bad. Yeah, and I, I think it really showed. There was a, uh, a throw in the second half where they went up the sideline to, uh, to Alan Lazard. It was probably the right read. Um, 
they had one high safety and he and the safety drifted the other direction so it was the right throw but he throws it it's a play that you know what Jordy Nelson Devontae Adams make that play probably nine out of ten times they come back at the back shoulder throw right and for whatever reason Alan Lazard just doesn't have enough you know hitching his giddy up to, to be able to do that that's a tough thing so my point is, and the point is that I think the bigger point is that Pete was trying to make is, listen, why, if you can't do it, why do you keep trying to do it? You know, let it come around. There'll be yeah. more opportunities if you run, if you can get the running game going and then play action pass. There'll be, there'll be free runners. You'll have opportunities. But don't for, it just seems like they're forcing it, and they don't want to admit the fact that we're a running football team. Right. I mean, that's how it the, uh, from, the, from the from the outside. The uh, the defense not good. Uh, Joe Barry's defense and I had brought this up uh, yesterday and today. They have put up sixty five points offensively in the first half of ball games, and they have only scored twenty seven in the second half. Meanwhile, Joe Barry's defense has given up 23, 24, 19 through the first three quarters, and then they're averaging 30 points per game, or given up, I should say, 30 points uh, overall so far in the fourth quarter of ball games. They haven't shut anybody out, and the last couple of games they're giving up touchdowns, and two of them yesterday, and they appear to be playing soft and almost at times scared, like just, you know, we don't want anything to get behind us, oh my God, but instead of being aggressive, they're not going after anybody. What do you see? <laughs> That's funny. Were you in on the conversation when we were writing our column this morning? Because that's exactly it. <laughs> they are taking, they are not taking the, the 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 game to them. They are reacting to the offense and they're sitting back in coverage and not taking the game to them. And I think if you had a quarterback there that had a poor offensive line and they were getting home with four. I mean, they were adequately doing okay with four. With a bum wheel, not very good wide receivers. The only thing they have is the running backs. Why not heat them up a little bit? Let's get some let's let's get some free runners at them. Let's blitz cornerback. Let's bring linebackers. Let's do some stunts up front, some twists and things up front to heat that quarterback up, get him thinking, throw the ball up for interceptions, what have you. Maybe he you know you know turnover, you know sack, strip sacks, all those kind of things happen. But the philosophy of Joe Barry is we're going to rush the quarterback with four, and we're going to sit in coverage. I think that they're wasting their talent that they have on defense and, and doing that continually. And last year, I think was was a different situation. I think this year they need to heat they need to heat quarterbacks up. They have, uh, I think they have you know good personnel on, on the back end there, and they, and I think they're just not utilizing it. And I mean, if Jair Alexander can go one on one with anybody, did, why did he have to sit in the cover two or cover three constantly? But let him go, let him chase guys. And they're having miscommunication breakdowns. And they and when they and when the Packers go to cover three, which seems to be a lot, they have that guy open on that. I mean, it started in week one with the Vikings. They run a they run a go route with the wide receiver, let's say to the right side, and the left side slot receiver or or a wide receiver closer to the line of scrimmage runs a deep deep crossing route right after right in that same zone that just took that the guy running the go route took. So there's a gap there, and, and and every team is utilizing that and just destroying the Packers on it. So let's not let the quarterback sit back there for three seconds. Let's heat him up. Let's do something different. But they choose to sit back in coverage and allow their front four. And I, I'm, I'm questioning about their ability to make changes in game at halftime 
at, on the sideline to make adjustments to to stop teams. And um, I'm not seeing any of that. And I, I guess the bigger question for me is why are you just sitting back reacting? Why don't you dictate what the offense can do? There's uh, an interesting, I was uh, back and forth yesterday with a couple of people. Is it the loss of, say, the confidants of Nathaniel Hackett and Luke Getze that maybe those guys were more integral in working with Matt LaFleur and play calling with Matt LaFleur during the game, throughout the game, at halftime and such, the reason they had more success and did not revert back to shotgun pass, pass, pass? Gosh, I don't know. That's a really good question. I think the other part of it, too, is you got to understand something. you got back, you know, the guy just won two MVPs back-to-back. You know he carries some influence there. You know he likes to throw the ball upfield. How much of it is him being in the saying, "Hey, listen, let's let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. I like this, I don't like that. Let's do this." You know what I mean? I mean, I I think that both the head coach and that quarterback have got to come to reality that this is what they are, and they are a running back strong team. They got a tight end that's probably better than average, and they need to utilize it. And they need to to make shots downfield, but only at the uh, you know only when it's available there. When it's not available, quit throwing it. Quit throwing it so deep all the time. Just pick up yards, ground and pound it. You can, can you can win games by controlling the clock. I you know I e Baltimore, you know things like that. San Francisco, just control the truck, control the clock, and the running game will allow things to open up in the passing game for big chunks of yardage. But you have to be patient and you have to be consistent. Uh, I want to go to the uh, the offensive line real quick uh, because yesterday we saw David Bakhtiari play some snaps, didn't play a lot of snaps. Uh, I don't know if it was field turf, it was the, the long plane ride. I have no idea. Maybe it was just a combination thereof. But at one point or another, you're going to get him back. And do you then play the yeah, – yeah, because, I mean, I, I've seen – look, Elton Jenkins is incredibly solid. I don't, I don't doubt that. But I, I think it's a better offensive line with him at right guard. I think it's a better offensive line if Yash Nyman is utilized at a right tackle, if he can play it. and then have, Because to me, it was an indictment of your, your offensive line, you don't believe in. They can't get two yards on two specific plays. So – and Matt LaFleur keeps talking about, well, pl- we'll play the best five. Well, I don't think they're doing that. And I think it's becoming more hypocritical. The more he says it, the more he doesn't do it. So do you think they finally go to David Bakhtiari with Yash Nyman on the opposite side and move Elton Jenkins inside? Well, I'd like to see him go an entire game without having to rotate in Nyman. Now, it looks to me like that's the right. game plan. If it's wear and tear on Bakhtiari or if his knee really is still giving him trouble and they're trying to work through it, I don't know. They don't talk about injuries, and nobody talks about injuries in that building. Um, but if they can go get through an entire game with David Bakhtiari, then I think then you got him. It would be behoove them to move Elton either back to left guard, where he was an all-pro, or at right guard. Um, if it were me and it was my football team, he was an all-pro at left guard, that's where he goes. And now I'm in there, and then, you know, you can – flip a coin to see who's going to play right guard. But either one of those ways I think is a good situation. And and in getting Nyman on the field, um, just so that you can really be good. Because they're really solid with Myers. And the problem with, you know, we all see it. The problem with Jenkins is he's just, he's, he's susceptible to the speed rush off the edge. And that's not, 
that's not a bad thing. It's just, this is what it is. Nyman has had played at a higher level at left tackle, handled that speed rushing. Give him a shot. Let's, let's, let's get the best five out there. And um, you're right. But I think some of it we just he has to be tempered because of their uh, uneasiness to put Bakhtiari on the field for an entire football game. The secondary, I think, has played pretty well. I know people went off on Savage yesterday. He had the one blown blown tackle and such. But I, I, I think when you just look statistically speaking, the, the secondary has played pretty well against the pass. They haven't been bad as far as coming up and run support, although uh, the, the, the trenches where we thought they were going to be so dramatically better, uh, they rank rather low when it comes to giving up, uh, giving up yardage via the run. Uh, and again, it goes back to, I think, uh, playing extremely soft. And yesterday, which, uh, speaking of that, third and 13, and you're playing 16 yards off the ball, and on the snap, you're backpedaling. No idea why. No idea. That poor protection and a bunch of wide receivers sitting on the bench, heat them up. That, again, that's just, that's just me, and I'm kind of a 2020 guy. Play base defense through the 20s. Um, once you get on either side of the 20, that's when you got to start doing things, you know, blitzing and stuff. It's kind of always been my thought process, but I think you got to, you got to take, you got to take it to them. You got to dictate to offenses what they're going to do. And if you sit back there and just let them catch the ball and tackle it, I mean, that's, that's pretty sound football. You can get away with that. Most offensive teams are going to kill themselves before you shut them down, right? Holding offside, dropping the ball, you know, multiple of other things. All these things can happen. Most offensive teams stop themselves. It's not the defense stopping them in most cases. So that's what they're, that's what Joe Barry is waiting for them to make mistakes, blah, blah, blah. Heat him up. Go get that quarterback and get him to the ground right now. You got a, you got a linebacker who is bad against the run. Give him some confidence. Get him in there and sack the quarterback. You got uh, uh, a very good um, – cornerback that you can slide down and have him rush there's a multiple different things you could you know amos is good uh run blitzing and pass blitzing. do something to get that guy on the ground so that when it's third and 13 you're coming off the field and not standing there scratching your head going what is this uh one more thing before i let you go and that is i know matt lafleur a couple of years ago uh, was against detroit it was last year when they weren't aggressive, they were getting torched, and all of a sudden he goes to Joe Barry, and, and whatever the conversation was, it lit a fire under Joe Barry. Do you think that needs to happen again? Well, I'm sure it happens. All of, I mean, regularly, whether they admit it to, it to us or not, it's two different things. Yes, they need to do something different, drastically different on defense, because it's going to be a very frustrating year for them, especially coming into this offseason are coming into the, the going through the offseason. Everybody had these high expectations for the defense, and they're not performing um, like we would all expect them to perform. And that is, at this point in time, it isn't players; it's scheme. And they need to they need to get after the quarterback, and they need to do things when you with the, with some of the personnel they have. Quay Walker, in particular, he is not very good against the run. He is not a very he is. He can run around and do a lot of really nice things, but against the run, he is a liability. I will I will challenge anybody to go through and watch that football game and see how many how many runs were run directly at him. You know why? Because he can't get off blocks and he's not very physical. So blitz him, run blitz him, blitz him in the passing game. Get him moving forward because he is not going to press the line of scrimmage and take on um, uh, offensive linemen. And if they don't do it. 
first round draft pick or not, you got to pull him and put someone else there that's going to be aggressive and going to yeah. stop the run. So now I'm in trouble. Everybody can be mad at me, but that's the truth. No, hey, that's the reason we come to you, man, because you see a lot of things that uh, if I don't get a chance to watch the film the next day, then you do. So I, I appreciate it, man. Good stuff as always. We'll talk later on, okay? All right. Be good. Have a great week. Thanks for having me on. Pre- I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet, man. Appreciate it. There you go. Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Find him over there on Twitter, at Eric Baranchek1. Good stuff from him. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.